Okay, here we go. Welcome back to Coach Class with me, Don Birch. This is the podcast where I get to speak to inspirational leaders and coaches from across the world. And I'm absolutely delighted this week to be joined by a fellow barefooter. Sorrel Roberts is a professionally and academically accredited coach. She's passionate about harnessing the benefits of coaching to assist organisations and individuals in realising their potential. And we had the joy this week of joining a course together, a barefoot course, no less, Working with nature from the inside out with the one and only Jackie Holder. So, Sora, welcome to Coach Class. Thank you. Nice to be here. Tell us a little bit about you before we get going and talking about working with nature. Give us a little bit of uh, what brings you to, to Barefoot. So, I'm a Barefoot tutor. I did the course myself about seven odd years ago, seven or eight. I work on the course, but I also like to dip into the professional development available as well. The course we joined was from from Jackie Holder, who has a real kind of, I guess, a background in both creative journaling, writing things down and reflecting on them, but also using nature as a sort of way to inspire people, but bringing it in. And that was the bit that I took out from it. It wasn't just about being out in nature, but how you can bring nature into you. What were you, what, how, yeah, how did you find it yesterday? Yeah, I loved it. I've, I've um, worked with Jackie once before. I joined her therapeutic writing course a couple of years ago. And um, there's something about the space that she creates, I think, where I described it as it's kind of both a balm and a boost so I felt kind of soothed by it, but also energised by by the space that she created. She does have one of those soothing voices, doesn't she? And a couple of times yeah. she read out a passage from a book or she just would grab a quote from her sort of never-ending brain of like, you know, little little snippets that she tucks away. Yeah. But, she, but the vo- her voice I just found really, as you say, sort of like a balm, which just really mm. draws you in, doesn't it? It was interesting. I think I had a, I had a question which was not the most... Um, benevolent perhaps of myself but just her question back was you know what would a more benevolent voice say and I was thinking about those teachers who kind of hold the benevolent voice for us and how we can uh how we can kind of bring them in we can beam them in as we as we need um for ourselves yeah I wrote that down actually there was something I think she just said what would the compassionate voice mm. say, say to mm. you now and and it, I, and it was just that real sense and they were kind of like hmm yeah, actually, what would what would that voice say? There are a couple of things that struck me. So one was the kind of whole inside out thing and, you know, being in my house, but being able to, being fortunate enough to see some leaves and some trees and stuff from my house, even though I live in London. Um, but also a kind of reconnection to the practice of just making myself go out every day, even if that's a short walk. So even though it was about bringing it in, it also gave me that kind of nudge to go actually getting out, however much I may not feel like it or think I don't have the time, is always worth it. And that that's actually pretty important for me, my practice, my coaching, my clients. And it's just a practice that needs to stay. (laughs) There was something that Jackie said at one point, bringing nature in can bring the unconscious into the conscious. And we went through this process of kind of documenting what do each of the seasons mean to us and actually take our time actually not necessarily to jump into the idea that because it's autumn it means the same to everyone sometimes autumn can be a sense of rejuvenation or a sense of harvest a sense of collection of you know your spoils and for other people it's a real kind of like oh god the clocks have changed and I'm being dragged you know unwillingly I'm being dragged into winter what 
just talk to me about that bit. What, how did, what, what came to life for you during that sort of process of us writing down and kind of distilling what, what the seasons meant? I've got a bit of a thing in our industry, in the coaching industry, about how I think sometimes we almost sell or live on the idea that change has to be hard. So there's something for me in the metaphor of the seasons, but actually in the reality and the metaphor of the seasons, that change is inevitable and change is cyclical and it happens whether we like it or not. So this idea that we don't necessarily have to push, but that it, that it is happening regardless, um, if we can just notice it, if we can take the time, we can take the space, we can notice, we can be where we are now, know that it will change, know that this season will change and will emerge into something else. So something in that for me that I think is just useful for our industry. I think it's a useful kind of counterpoint to the, the idea of change being hard. It's a useful counterpoint to kind of hustle, push, I don't know, try, 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 and a kind of something kinder, slower, allowing things to emerge. And the seasons for me really, really bring that to life. And also to, you know, to allow things space to be where they are and to change. And we talk a lot, don't we, about being in the moment, being present. And I actually felt myself kind of resisting the clocks going back and this sort of sense of like, gosh, foreboding four more months of dark nights. And through Um, that writing process, I kind of thought, actually, maybe I just need to flip that around and go, what's good about this time of year? Well, it means I can put the fire on a bit earlier in the night. I can turn the lights on and get all cosy. I can like watch a film with the kids. And it, yeah. it really sort of shifted my perception, actually, of looking out at the the changing world and just kind of going, actually, it is what it is, your point. You know, change is inevitable almost. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Autumn, isn't it? Because it, I think the, it's interesting because it also makes you get quite kind of lyrical or poetic about the whole thing, I think, thinking about things in terms of seasons. So, you know, I'm just thinking about the leaves falling and some things disappearing and some things decaying, but, you know, those nutrients adding to the ground and creating abundance for the future. Um, so, yeah, I went I went right off down a path of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. A couple of people on the course were kind of wondering at the start of how do I introduce nature? How do I introduce the concept of using, you know, the natural world into a coaching session? And and what's my road into it? And and you said something that I just thought was brilliant. It was that, you know, don't forget, we're absolutely fascinated in the UK about talking about the weather. Everyone talks about the weather. So there's a natural introvert point because we're all obsessed with what's the weather going to do today. Yeah, all of the time. Um, and it, and it, I've used it quite a lot, actually, as a kind of, you know, intro to group session. So if the weather is happens to be particularly stormy where I am, um, that's been a nice kind of segue into, OK, so how are you all arriving? What's, you, you know, what's the weather like for you today in your head? Um, and that that has been a really nice way to arrive in a group. And it's interesting, though, because I think it's I gave someone in a coaching ses- session recently, we just gave them five minutes of kind of wild mind writing so that, you know, writing unedited, just free flow, whatever comes. And actually, interestingly, that took us through a whole kind of process of connecting to nature and that being important for the client. So she brought it in um, and then we worked with it. And then it was kind of became the whole, it became a massive part of our session and what she needed for herself in order to have resilience, in order to 
kind of be be happy, be well, do what she needed to do, resource herself. So yeah, I think it's just that not kind of shying away from the metaphor. And as you say, it's a metaphor that's so available to us all of the time. People are introducing it all of the time. So we can we can potentially quite easily run with it. And it's language that just jumps out all the time at us, doesn't it? We talk about being rooted in things or we talk about being a chip off the old block or, I don't know, the acorn turning into the oak. It's, it is in common language, isn't it? And so actually the root in for us might be a lot easier and more simple than this idea that oh, I now need to coach with nature. It's just something that could be blended in, sort of synthesised with, with what we already do. Yeah, absolutely. Jackie made some great points about, you know, how you can bring it in and, you know, not not everyone is going to be sat in a room where they've got access to viewing plants. They might be able to see sky, but they might not be able to see trees. But, you know, the idea that actually an image of nature um, put up on a screen can do something for us as well. And then the other thing I was thinking about recently or in the past year or so is just I've had those moments with clients where they're just literally sat in front of Zoom going and they're describing feeling like they're kind of the walls are coming in and, you know, they're kind of stuck in a box and we've just gone, okay, right. Have you got a park that you can walk in? Let's just both grab our phones and take the session to, to the outdoor space and things just become more possible. There's been more mobility, more flow just from responding to actually, you know, we don't have to sit here feeling constrained by the limitations of our screens and we can actually get out and that sense of expansiveness isn't it you know like the what the possibilities then seem to unfurl in front of you when you allow yourself to just get out of the four walls or out of the headspace even of being sat there it reminded me I mean I did a, a sort of walk and talk session with a guy who was he's in Lisbon in Portugal right and yeah. I said we pre-agreed it you know I'm going to walk out of my house you walk out of your apartment and we both ended up in sort of similar but very different places. I'm in Yorkshire, he's in Lisbon. And it was just really interesting to allow him to see what he saw and to notice what he noticed. And this is somewhere he runs every day and he kind of is very familiar landscape to him. But he found something, it was a water tower, I think, in the sort of distance. And he walked towards it and he said, oh, it's really interesting. There's some graffiti on the side of this water tower and it's written in English. And it's about coming home for dinner. There was some (laughs) phrase about dinner. And he says, that really strikes a chord with me because... It's such an important festival. It's like having a meal with your family is such an important mm-hmm. moment. And so we sort of went off down this really interesting path that would never have emerged had we not, you know, taken a chance, I guess, to do it outside. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the thing for me, that's kind of what I took from what Jackie was saying about making the unconscious conscious. So it's sort of if we can expand our view. And the other thing I was thinking was it's a bit like turning introspection inside out as well. So I I kind of thought of the idea of introspection as a kind of potentially navel-gazing inward thing. There's something about using nature that takes it out and broadens it and makes it more expansive. And then you've you've got more possibilities about what emerges. So, yeah, he sees the water tower or, you know, you see a number of paths available to you ahead of you or you see that the tree changes or you see that, a massive branch fell off and still it survives. <laughs> um, there's kind of, there's so much expanse available to us in nature. And then, and then that I, the idea of impermanence, basically that it's ever changing, which I find given it's inevitable, also really useful to acknowledge. Um, Cause I think sometimes we're just trying so hard to 
deny that it's it's a reality. Towards the end, we got the chance to actually coach one another. I mean, it was like it was amazing how much we squeezed into four hours because we had a brilliant half hour at the start of hearing everyone's voices. And this was some some people knew each other, but many of us had never met. But we had this kind of shared barefoot experience in common. So you, you kind of feel like you're part of a family that extended family of people you just haven't had the chance to meet yet. But we also, you know, in addition to trying out lots of the little techniques and tools that, that Jackie sort of honed over her, her career, we also got a chance to coach one another. And we used a tree, didn't we, as the kind of start point. And yeah. that for me was just really interesting because it helped me get my head around how you can bring nature into any situation, whether it's a printed out tree or whether it's a tree on a screen or whatever it was, or if you have the benefit of being out in, the, in a park or a forest. How how was that for you and, and your coaching partner? How, what what came up that sort of revealed itself? Yeah, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because even though we're all coaches and we might have coaching, we might have supervision, it's always just a delight to have some space for that, isn't it? And also to have some kind of almost un, unallotted space. You know, you hadn't, I hadn't gone with a specific goal to the session. I was in a more kind of exploratory mood. So I think, yeah, just having the space to do that, but just noticing also that we could take such different things from images of trees and that they're so versatile. You can make you can make whatever meaning you want from it in a way that is relevant for, you know, for you or your client, allowing your client to do that for themselves, really. But yeah, it was really it worked. It was useful. <laughs> and I did find myself I went for a walk. So part of think what emerged from me yesterday was you know as I said before this is a practice that works for me just getting to my park even if it's for 20 minutes and I did it after the session before my next piece of work yesterday and I dropped the kids off at school today and I thought oh I need to get back I need and I was like no I'm doing this I know it works um so there was some immediate uh actions and benefits from that as well yeah, getting into those good habits of using wellness tools, whether it's a walk or, or contemplation or breathing, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and, and thinking about how you can get into good habits of using those tools before your body tells you you need them. I always think of a kind of like a preemptive strike. It's like, you know, yeah. you can't just go to the gym and be fit one day. You kind of go to the gym every day or every week or whatever, and gradually you maintain a degree of fitness. And for well-being and for headspace, actually doing that walk and being – I guess disciplined about knowing you need to do it before your body tells you you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was an interesting debate and discussion around that, wasn't there? It's funny. I mean, I rather less prosaically, what I was thinking about was it's like brushing your teeth, isn't it? You know, I guess what what you're saying about before your body tells you, before you get need fillings. I thought actually it needs to be that for me it's kind of breathing, exercise, 20 minutes a day, and a walk. Those need to be as regular for me as brushing my teeth. They are as essential and that just, yeah, needs to be part of the fabric of the day. It works. What's your thoughts on bringing nature in now that you've been on this course? What's the, is there a thing that you can just imagine doing, uh, not just from a personal perspective, but with your clients? How, how, how are you planning to take advantage of this? kind of? I feel like we've got this new palette of colours in front of us and suddenly it's like, oh, wow, I've just been bought a new paintbrush and a load, of, load more paint to, to play yeah. with. Lovely. Um, I think for me it's that picking up on cues. So when, when clients are bringing it in, just knowing that it's potentially a really, really rich metaphor that you can use and run with, should they choose, obviously. They still have choice. Um, but I think, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of listening out for it and, and using it in that way. 
I think oh, maybe maybe I've got a blog in me because I've been thinking for a long time that idea of you know change happens it just it just happens and uh, without the pushing and the forcing and the resistance or with all of those things it will still happen <laughs> so there's maybe something in there Love and it. then I think if I was seeing someone face to face well actually or on this or maybe it's that idea of having a having a collection of inspirational scenes. Um, and I'm wondering actually about things that incorporate a horizon because I think that does something special for your mind and heart and soul. Brilliant. Well, you've just created such a beautiful, always a beautiful image for, to to leave this podcast on. And I look forward to reading that blog, Sorrel. For <laughs> it feels like it's emerging. Whether you want it to come out or not, it's coming out. I can almost see the words landing on the page. It's been absolutely brilliant catching up with you and a pleasure meeting you yesterday on the course as I say it's so lovely to reconnect with the barefooters having sort of I kind of bounced my way out of the PG cert course earlier in the year it was really lovely to reconnect with uh with, with the community yeah and lovely to meet you and chat with you too thank you